This episode of the Beauté Industry Podcast was brought to you by Asada Mineral Cosmetics and Clinical Skincare. Hello and welcome to the Beauté Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I am your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Reid. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces, and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauty Industry. Today, my guest is Alana Giovenko from Bliss Day Spa and Reign of Beauty. At just 16, Alana had a moment in time where she looked around at her peers and saw their accomplishments and wondered why she didn't have any to add to the conversation. Swiftly moving into action, Alana completed a spray tanning and makeup artistry course and promptly started her own home business. This motivation continued throughout her career, moving into therapy at an award-winning Sydney Day Spa, collecting an accolade of impressive awards under her own name too, and creating and building a business which not only houses some incredible client names on her books, but also has its own line of kimonos which she retails to her clients. Starting the year off with some inspiration and motivation for all wishing to strive to be the best versions of themselves possible, here is Alana and I for Beauté Industry. Alana, welcome to the Beauté Industry podcast. Hi, Tamara. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do, so thank you. Ah, well, you're my first guest for 2021. So this is such a beautiful and inspiring way to start our year. And I wanted to chat to you, particularly because, you know, on our podcast, we speak with a lot of general managers, we speak with a lot of business owners, we speak with a lot of um, people who have been in industry for quite some time, but you are such a different person to have on our podcast because you're a therapist, you are a mobile home business owner as well, you are a makeup artist, you are so many things. <laughs> and I just thought it would be such a great inspirational and motivational conversation for everybody out there to hear your story. So I'm excited to get into it today. Oh, very excited too. <laughs> <laughs> so Alana, we start every episode exploring how our guests entered into the professional beauty and aesthetic industry. And I'd love to start there with you today. Where did it all begin? So it actually began with me when I was in year 10. I was at the start of year 10 at school. I was given a exercise and I had an exercise um, that I had to write down all of my achievements and looking around and all of my friends, they had put, you know, school captain or um, sports captain of the team or color captain or SRC, or they had had all these lists and I had nothing. I had nothing that I was, that I could put down. And I thought, no, this is going to motivate me to do something. And by the end of year 10, I want to put at least one or two things down on my list. So I then started exploring to what I actually wanted to do and I actually enrolled in doing a C&D shellac course at uh, Karen Bar Beauty Warehouse. And I thought, oh, 
this is so cool. I can't believe I'm trying to get into something that I can potentially use towards a career later on in life. So I thought, oh, okay, I'd do my C&D. And then I saw spray tanning. I was like, oh, I'll start to do that. So I then signed up to do my spray tanning course. And by the end of year 10, um, I had started my own little home business doing mainly just spray tans, but doing a bit of shellac as well at home. But in year 10, I then did all of the um, year 10 formals and I had a, quite a close friends at another school as well. So I was doing all the spray tans from my, my year at my school and my year um, at another school. And then that just then became bigger and bigger and then in year 11 the same thing it was more socials and then in year 12 again formals again um it then went down the, um in year 11 where I was like oh okay let's let's try and do something um else and I knew I didn't want to get my um ATAR that I wanted to do something um at TAFE but my parents did want me to be at school as well so in year 11 I did my um TVET hairdressing course and did all of my styling and which I really enjoyed. I was actually quite good at it, but I didn't love it. I, I didn't love it to the point where I was like, no, this is what I want to do as soon as I leave school. So then in year 12, I did my um, TVET skincare, retail and makeup. I fell in love with the makeup as soon as I started. And I also really enjoyed doing the beauty services as well. So that then was like, oh, this is, this is what I want to do. It, it was like a light bulb had switched and I was like, yep, this is exactly what I want to do. And at this point, um, my auntie, Daniela Bormer, had actually just purchased the premises um, and the business from Bliss Day Spire in Canberra. So she said to me, look, if this is what you want to do, let's, let's see whether you let's see whether you want to do it and um, you, can, you can be hired at Bliss. I said, okay, great. So I started on the desk, I finished my HSC, and five days later, I was working on the desk at Bliss. Wow. So um, I was definitely went straight into work, the workforce. And then um, that was in the November, December, worked over the first Christmas period. The Christmas period rush, the very first year I worked at Bliss, I have never worked that hard in my life. <laughs> I was so overwhelmed. Even though I was just on the desk doing gift vouchers, we had a lineup out the door and I thought, oh my goodness, this is what the beauty industry is going to be like. I'm going to be run off my feet constantly, which I am anyway, but <laughs> that was definitely a shock to start with. Um, but then I signed up and did my full diploma of beauty therapy and my full certificates in makeup at TAFE. Um, I worked part-time and also studied full-time um, the following year. So since then, I have... Definitely try to add to my achievement list and doing certificate after certificate just to see, you know, what, what, what else I can do and what else I can achieve in, in a year's time and kind of reflect on, on how I can get better and, and what, what I can do to motivate myself and um, the people around me. So I then built my spray tanning business up from home um, and have done a lot of freelance makeup on the side as well. And then that just led into something that I've been passionate about as, as much as I am a, as a beauty therapy in, at the salon. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You seem like a very self-aware 16-year-old in year 10, <laughs> let me say that. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was definitely hard, but I knew what I wanted and I could see it in front of me. I just needed to get there. <laughs> yeah, right. Because I don't think... I don't think anyone is really that self-aware in year 10. I mean, we're kind of just navigating boys and school and, you know, turning 16 and late nights and, you know, trying to have a vodka cruiser on the weekend and not get too drunk. But you're like, okay, I can see that this might be a turning point in my career almost or a turning point in my life. I can see here that everyone's got all these achievements and I don't yet. I mean, have you always been quite self-aware and and that motivated to actually go and do something about things like that? I think I have been, look, I definitely had my fun when I was 16, don't get me wrong, but (laughs) um, I, I have always been an old soul. I've always had older friends. I've always hung around older people um, and I've never really felt my own age as it is, but um, I just try to surround myself with people that I know are positive and that are going to motivate me because at the end of the day, I know what I want to achieve. I just need to make sure that I don't get sucked into something negative and um, that stops my flow, flow yeah. going. Good on you. That's amazing. So tell me then, you go into having a spray tan certificate and a nail certificate and you're doing all of the formals and the socials and bits and pieces throughout year 10 and 11. That's essentially having your own business because you're running your own column, you're taking payments, you know, you're making bookings and appointments. I mean, that must have been pretty daunting. Did that motivate you? Were you ever scared? You know, how did that feel? I was very scared. I had no idea what I was doing and I definitely relied on my auntie to fall back on, which was great because she was been in, in the industry for such a long time. Um, and she did, she did, you know, give me some guidelines and she, she gave me some advice and some tips and what, what I can do and what I can't do. Um, but it was just honestly a week to week basis that I was going, okay, I'll, I'll only just book, booking a couple of clients this week and then it ended up being, you know, 14, 15, 16 clients later. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, (laughs) this is just too much. I'm trying to study for my HSC and I've got people here and I've got people there. Um, And because, um, you know, I've got all this time on my hands. I actually um, at the time was organizing my year 12 formal as well for the whole school. So I thought, yes, I've always, I've always, um, always put too much on my plate, but it, it actually motivates me and I, I get things done better when I've got too many things in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and if only we all had an auntie Daniela, my goodness. I know, I know. <laughs> she's like a, a, she's my godmother as well. So I always call her my fairy godmother because she's, you know, she's just the, an amazing, amazing human being. Yes. And so now tell me, she obviously, you know, as you said, Purchase Bliss at the time said, hey, you know, if you're actually interested in this, come over the busy period, sit on the desk, see what it's like to actually work in a day spa, you know, process those gift vouchers. For a lot of people that would have been just out of depth. You know, it's like a Christmas period in the aesthetic and beauty industry is so full on. That would have scared a lot of people off. What was it about that craziness and that rush? And as you said, that line of people out the door that made you go, actually, I kind of love this. It was actually the clients that came in. The clients that came in um, were 
um, original Bliss member uh, clients as well, but also um, the clients that had followed my auntie as well. And her clients and seeing the respect that they had for, um, for Auntie Danny and what she does within the industry, I was like, that's what I want to become. I want clients to come in here and to say, no, I want to see Alana. I want to see her and I want to see the respect that they have for me and they, the trust that they install in, my, in myself or the other therapists and that's what I wanted to become. And I was like, yep, this is exactly what I want to do. <laughs> that's such an interesting way that you put it because I've never really heard it that way when a client asks for a therapist it is as you've said there it's a level of respect you know and it's a level of trust and i think probably as therapists we don't take that um that privilege heavy enough you know, because somebody is trusting us with their body, with their face, with their deepest, darkest concerns. A lot of the time we are almost psychological therapists as well as being a physical Absolutely. therapist as well. Um, I love that you've said the word respect there. I've never really thought about it that way. Well, yeah, it, we have so many beautiful clients and it, it's, it's a, an achievement in itself when clients come in and they, they recognize you or they want to go with you or um, they the wait to talk to you even. I think that's just amazing. And that's exactly what was happening. I thought, oh, if that's going to be me one day, I, I, I know that, that this is my career. After the break, Alana shares with us some of the lessons she's learned being such a young business owner and why she encourages others to get industry experience before venturing into ownership. But first, a word from today's Beauté Partner. Isada Mineral Cosmetics has been at the forefront of high quality talc free mineral makeup in Australia for over 15 years. And if you hadn't heard the news already, Asada is now set to launch a range of advanced cosmeceutical skincare. Asada Clinical Formula has been developed and tested in a skin clinic to ensure its efficacy in professional treatments and as a sought after home care retail range. Each skincare product has been formulated with high-performance actives, vitamins, antioxidants, probiotics, and plant extracts for optimal skin health. To learn more about how the Asada Clinical Formula range can benefit your clinic or salon, visit asada.com forward slash skin today. Thank you so much to the team at Asada for making this episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast possible. And now back to Alana. Now, I'm wondering, would you recommend that graduates go directly into their own business? I mean, knowing what you know, having already served so many clients through spray tanning and nails when you were 16 prior to going into the beauty industry, you know, do you think that people should get more experience before they go into industry or do you think it should be a sink or swim? Because there's kind of two different people at the moment in our industry. It's the ones who are coming out of grad school going I've got no experience and they're finding it really, really difficult to get a job. And then there's other people like yourself who are kind of going straight into that home business, mobile business, tanning and spray tans and things like that. And then going, I'm just going to be a business owner straight away. I mean, there's probably pros and cons for both sides, but um, what would you suggest knowing both you've kind of had both experiences there? I only think that I was successful being at home because I had someone to rely on that has been in the industry. I definitely, definitely suggest going into a, into a business and into a company that is going to support you, not going out on your own straight away. I, I got lucky, but I would never do it again. 
I, I only have the foundation that I have today and the knowledge and the experience that I have today is because I've been at bliss. I have learned more at bliss and with the therapist, the two senior therapists around me and other senior therapists and even two younger therapists around me, they have built me to be the therapist that I am today and the experience that I've had within the salon. And, you know, there's only, if, if you accidentally stuff up, there's someone that's going to be there helping you, guiding you. You're thrown in the deep end when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. You, have, you don't know what to do how to yes there's an amazing group of women on on facebook and these social media websites and you have that community and that support yes but at the end of the day it's you within the business where when you are within a company or, or with therapists around you you have that support system you've got someone that you can talk to you've got someone that you can rely on you've got someone to motivate you and their knowledge is is what's going to get you through the end of the day Yes. Oh, you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. And, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So when you come out of a certificate or you come out of beauty school and you go straight into business ownership, I mean, you haven't really perfected being the therapist yet. You know, you haven't perfected the customer service and the finesse and the grace of the treatment, let alone all Mm. of a sudden you're now a business owner as well. And you've got to perfect the books and the marketing and the, the absolutely appointment books and things like that. Yes, exactly. Mm. Now, speaking of working um, with Auntie Daniela at Bliss for some time now, they say not to mix friends and family and work (laughs) and you've done exactly that. And I'm just interested to know, has that strengthened your relationship or how do you kind of navigate switching off between business and home life? I mean, how do you chat about clients on the weekend and (laughs) that client Mary, she was an absolute pain. (laughs) Well, from the start, we did have a chat at the start and something that we um, both agreed on is when we walk through the doors at Bliss, it's employer and employee. It's not, it's not, you know, Auntie Daddy and me, Solana, even though I, I can't get out of the habit of calling her Daniela, it's Auntie Denny. It's always will, always will be Auntie <laughs> Denny, but um, that we, we, we keep our family life and our work life completely separate. Yes, of course, we talk about it at, at family dinner on the Sunday night, absolutely, but um, you know, when, when we're at work, it's work. And she, she's really put the, a line in the sand, and we know when to you know, when to pull back and when not to pull back. And we, we definitely keep them separate. But I definitely think it's uh, strengthened our relationship. Absolutely. I wouldn't be the woman or the therapist I am today without her. So I have everything to rely on her for that. So thank you, Auntie Denny. Oh, bless. I'm sure she's getting wells in her eyes if she's listening to this episode and hearing <laughs> that. How beautiful. Um, now tell me about the freelance because I have stalked your Instagram a little and <laughs> you have some pretty fantastic clients on your books with spray tanning and makeup and all of those delicious things. How did you go about building up that freelance clientele? Because when yeah. you're in a clinic, the clinic has the name of its own or when you're in a salon or a studio, you've got that brand awareness because you've got the storefront, you've obviously got the business social media pages, but when it's just you, it's just you, you know, you don't have all of that extra time and the brand awareness. So how have you built that up and got all these fabulous people on your books? Well, we still do make, we actually do a lot of makeup within the salon as well in salon hours and 
Bliss will always take the credit for that. Absolutely. Um, yes, I am the only makeup artist there. So um, I built that um, foundation up on uh, freelancing on the side when clients had approached me and said, look, is there any way you can do a Sunday makeup? And I thought, well, should I, shouldn't I? And I thought, I'll, I'll just say yes. There's no harm in saying yes. If it's a couple, you know, I make a couple of, um, couple of extra cash on the side, why not? We'll do this or we'll do that. And then um, it then started growing and growing and growing. And I thought, oh, goodness, I don't know how I'm going to keep up with this. And then um, I started doing, they kept asking me for really early hours. I thought, okay, so I now do makeups from 6 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. on Saturday morning so I can fit two in. And then um, if clients would like to have makeups done, I do from after four o'clock on a Saturday, anytime on a Sunday and on a Monday when all my days off. So um, those are the hours that not many makeup artists or therapists are actually available. So that was my point of difference, being available when others weren't. Yeah, interesting. And that's when I approached it more. I thought, well, I have to be at work at 9am anyway. What's, you know, what's three hours earlier? That's going to not make much difference. So I thought I'll just start saying yes to everything. So I then, with my spray tanning, because I do work full-time at Bliss, um, again, my point of difference was being open after hours when when um, other salons were going to be closed. So mm-hmm. um, I do from 6.30 onwards during the week or 8.30 p.m. onwards on a Thursday night. And, wow. yes, that sounds late, but for mums, it's perfect. They can put their kids down to bed, quickly race, get a spray tan, and then be back to do, an, you know, the night feed or, you know, clean up and then go to bed and then wash it off before Bub wakes up in the morning. Perfect. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You know, they always say don't try and reinvent the wheel, just find something different. And I think you've done that perfectly and hit the nail on the head because you've not gone, okay, what's different about mm. me or what? how can I provide a different spray tan or, you know, can I do a vegan spray tan, which has already been mm. done, or can I be a natural mm. makeup artist, which has already been done? You know, you've just found what your clients like and you've been really flexible. And I think mm. that takes a lot of strength and dedication because people would be like, do you know what? I've just worked a huge day. I finished at eight 30 at the salon and now there's no way I'm going to spray down a whole heap of clients. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty outrageous, but I really like it. <laughs> well, I just listened to my clients. I just said, okay, well, what do you want? Mm. What's going to make, what's going to make your life easier and tell me how I can help. And that's exactly what's happened. And, and I'm very lucky and very fortunate to have amazing clients that um, work with me with my time schedules. And they understand if I you know, can fit them in. I always try to fit them in, always. I never say no. I, I always give them three or four options. And if those options don't work, I give them another three or four options. I always try to fit as many people in as possible because at the end of the day, they're going to walk away and go, oh, she just did an amazing job. I have a great quality spray tan and she fit me in when I, when no one else could. Mm. So always have to find the positive rather than it being the negative. Absolutely. And saying yes to every opportunity. Yes. Just opens so many doors for people. Oh, absolutely. And that's exactly what's been happening at bliss. Every time that there's a new, um, certificate or a new course or a new machine, Auntie Denny's like, okay, who wants it? Who, who wants, who wants to work? and achieve another certificate. I'm like, yep, 
Yep. It's always yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Now saying yes has led you to start your own brand of kimono. So I want to yes. chat to you about that. How did this come about? Why a kimono? I mean, it's amazing. It's such a bloody brilliant business idea. I just love it so much. And they look so hot and sexy. I might yes. get one so I can strut around the hospital while I'm in labor in it and still somehow maintain some kind of nice look about me. But tell me all about it. How did this venture come about? Oh, so this has been in the works for quite a long time. I knew I wanted to invest in something for my business, but I didn't really know what yet. And I thought, oh, I don't know. I thought about this and I thought about that. I thought, no, no, no. And then I thought, what are the two things that I'm passionate about that revolt, like that um, come to me? Like what, what, are the, what are my two passions? I thought, okay, makeup and spray tan. I thought, okay, so how can I combine these two together? And how can I put my brand and my name to something that is going to be combining of them both? And the one thing that always comes up is what do I wear to my spray tan appointment? Mm. Or if I'm doing a makeup and they're going, oh, my God, I forgot to change my top. So the, the one thing that came to my mind was, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a kimono. So that's the perfect, perfect ideal item that I can put towards and, and you know, make my own because it's one thing that they can go to, to a makeup appointment and a tanning appointment. So I got sample after sample after sample and tried as many as I wanted and really went back and forth with my manufacturer and, and I designed a beautiful um, silk uh, kimono that had Reign of Beauty on it, my business name on the, on the left with a crown. And the reason why I rebranded myself, I was actually just makeup by Lani and I was doing um, my makeup and my spray tans through the Instagram. Um, but I rebranded and of reign of beauty through COVID and being off through COVID actually motivated me more to think outside the box. And that's exactly when I was like, okay, this is, I need to really hit hard and really focus my energy on this because I went coming out of COVID. That's exactly what I want to, I want to launch it and I want to make it happen. So, um, we went back to work and, Thought, oh, I'll just put, put a little taste test out there to see if my clients would like it or not. And they loved it. So I designed this beautiful black robe to start with for tanning, um, but it's actually gone off quite well and I've had really, really good feedback from it. Um, so it's designed to wear to and from your spray tanning appointments to wear after your home application at home, but also to wear while you're getting makeup done or while you're getting ready at home for any event. Yes. I love it. Absolute genius. Because do you know what? Every single time I do a spray tan at home and I've got my own machine at home and my husband gets out there and spray tans me and he goes, Oh, it's just <laughs> like painting a boat. And I go, fantastic. I love that I'm the boat. Lovely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I go and I put on, um, actually a robe that says bride on the back that I had for my wedding date, but it's yes. white silk and yes. it is just the most rank filthiest robe now <laughs> because it was white. So when I saw yours and I was like, they're black, they're perfect for after spray tans. And do you know what as well, when you're going to your makeup appointment, be that bridal or formal or whatever, you know, it's so cute to all get the matching photos in the robes and things like that. And I thought she has just absolutely skyrocketed this. And I'm so happy that it's just um, turned out so phenomenally <laughs> as it has. Yes, I'm, I am very, I, I 
didn't think it would go off as much as it, as it has. And I'm, I'm so lucky and so thankful that it has. I'm forever grateful for all of my customers and clients buying them. I've got quite a lot of friends in Canberra actually. And um, the amount of clients that have, and customers that have bought in Canberra, I, I, I've just, I'm shock, like total shock. So I think this in 2021, I do have a little something coming out as well. Um, and something that you've just also said is, is bridal. So keep a lookout. Mm-hmm. So hopefully in 2021, there'll be another little range coming out for the bridal sets. But yes. <laughs> Very exciting. Now, you have been the winner and runner-up of so many different awards. You've got winner of Secret Salon Society, Makeup Artist of the Year. We've got finalist of the ABIA Beauty Squad Team Award. I mean, I know you were recently also in the Hall of Wellness Awards as well. Plus as well, Bliss has also won so many ABIA and also local awards. I mean, it's just so clear to me how motivated and passionate and dedicated you are. But I think sometimes for therapists and especially in our industry, we don't really want to speak about ourselves too much or, you know, there's a whole big tall poppy syndrome syndrome here in, in Australia. I'm just wondering, you know, what kind of pushes you or motivates you to apply for these awards and what do you think has made yourself stand out um, in comparison to others who may have entered to make you be a finalist and a mm-hmm. winner in so many circumstances? Well, I had a lot of self-doubt, 100%. That's just natural. Um, but one thing my dad has always said to me is the worst that someone can say is no. Mm. If you can overcome someone saying no, then you can achieve anything. And I didn't see these awards um, or applying for these awards to win, not at all. I actually saw this as an opportunity for people in the industry to actually sh- to look at my work. I was showcasing my work, telling them exactly what I've done and exactly what I've achieved. And just to be even looked at or recognised within the industry, that that's a winner in itself. I did not enter any of these awards thinking that I was going to be a finalist or a winner. Um, all I wanted to do was just showcase my awards. And I said when I was doing the beauty um, squad um, submission, we didn't know the judges at the time. And I said to Auntie Danny, I said, oh, my God, wouldn't it be great if Andrew Christie was one of the judges? Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, don't be so silly. But he wouldn't look at any of them. I said, oh, I reckon, I reckon he will. And I almost wet my pants when I saw that <laughs> Andrew Christie was one of the judges. I thought, oh, my goodness, he's looked at my work. <laughs> <laughs> So that in itself, I was like, oh my goodness, this is so good. This is just so great. I absolutely loved, loved applying for these awards only because I could then keep myself accountable, to be quite honest. It kept myself accountable and, and going, that's what I've achieved. Now I'm wanting to do one better. Yes. So I never thought that I would be in the, this position that I am today, um, being a finalist and a winner, but it it definitely has kept me accountable and has made me more motivated to enter more awards and to be more, um, more motivated than ever really to, to kind of want more for myself, not, not for anything else, not to be a winner, not to be a finalist, just to be recognized and to be looked at within the industry from all of these amazing industry greats. That's an achievement in itself. Yeah. And I really love that approach that you've taken there because I know for the ABIAs, there is about 48-ish 
judges. Mm -hmm. So just when you apply for that, you're putting yourself in front of 48 industry leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for the beauty squad, which is something that I also judge, there are about 12 of us. Um, The Hall of Wellness Awards, that was a global platform. There were about 30 of those judges. So even as you're saying, you know, even if you don't go into win, obviously we all want a slice of the winner's pie, but just putting your face and your name out there and being having your application read by somebody of that caliber in the industry, you are already just doing such an incredible thing for your profile and for your career. And Mm. when I was reading through a lot of the entrants, I'm going, oh my goodness, this is a superstar therapist. This is a fantastic therapist. And now when people come to me and they say, oh, Tamara, we're looking for a general manager or we're looking for a national sales manager or we're looking for a head makeup artist. I always think back immediately just by default to those Mm. awards applications that I've read because I go, right, well, they had the strength and the resilience and the tenacity to put themselves out there. And if they can do that in awards, well, then imagine what they're going to do in real life. So it's exactly. very, very cool that you've done that. Mm, definitely. Definitely. Mm. Do you have any advice to people who might be listening who are, you know, either considering applying for awards or still nervous about doing so? I mean, what kind of steps do you think that they should take to put themselves out there? Start now. There's, there's, there's no reason why you have to wait for an award process to pop up. Mm. I, I do my case studies as I go because once I've achieved something, I just document it because then when the award process has come up, then it's all ready to go and it's not so overwhelming. Um, I, there's no reason why you can't. That's, that's one of the things that um, Auntie Danny has always said to me is, but there's no reason why you can't do it. Think about all the reasons why you can do it instead of reasons why you can't. And, you know, one thing that my, our um, business coach, Julie Pantidosi, has always said is 100 over zero, give 100% with zero excuses. And that's something that all of our staff have, have stuck by. And we actually have that written up on our notice board out the back. Um, and that's something that I have not just in my work life stuck to, but in my home life as well. And it, and it does keep me accountable and it keeps me motivated and keep going is why can't I do it? There's no reason why I can't. So think about all the reasons why you can. So that's why I, I like to apply and that's why I like to always start early because there's no reason why I can't start earlier. And even though I don't know the questions or, or the, um, what they're going to be asking for in, the, in any of the award processes, but what I do know is that I know what I can achieve and what I have achieved in the, within the salon, always take before and after photos. Always, always write your client notes, always write down every product that you've recommended, always write down something that the client has said to you. So you can go back on that and you can build on that and make your case study out of it. If you've achieved something great within the salon, why not document it? Why not show everyone what you've done? Because that's all you. Absolutely. And it's such a, um, it's such a reflective process writing application or award of applications rather because 
at no stage, especially in our industry, because we are so bloody busy over the Christmas and summer period, at no stage do we really get to stop and reflect on what we've achieved and what we've accomplished throughout the year. Mm. But when you sit down and you kind of take all of these, you know, before and after photos and you take your, I know in a lot of cases, you've got to get client testimonials and you've got to get Mm. testimonials from industry peers around you and all of these different things. When you gather that and you kind of read over it and you go, wow, I have actually accomplished so much this year and it gives you a real sense of pride in your work too Mm, absolutely absolutely it's just another thing to tick off your list at the end of the year definitely Lani well I think well not I think I know you are going to have an absolutely incredible career and you're only just really at the beginning of it and it just makes me so excited and I hope that this conversation has motivated and inspired therapists and potential therapists and even people who are trying to bridge the gap between therapist and business owner as well as well as I'm sure it has influenced and inspired many business owners so thank you so much for being my guest today no thank you so much i cannot wait to see what the future holds um you've got big things ahead of um you as well in 2021 so thank you so much for having me and i've really really enjoyed it often on this podcast we find success in the destination of which people have arrived at be that business owner or educator or coach But what I love the most about Alana's conversation is that she is very much still on the journey of her career, yet has achieved so much personal and professional success in the meantime. To see more of Alana, you can do so by visiting her on the gram at Reign of Beauty. To keep up to date with all the beauty goodness that we'll be sharing with you across 2021, of course, I'd love you to make sure you're giving us a little follow on socials or subscribe in your podcast app. Until next time, stay connected.